If you were here on Christmas Eve, uh, I want to start there because part of, of making the most of 2017 is understanding a biblical view of time, right? So let's look at Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, and, and then we'll launch off. It says, uh, let's read it together. Ready? Begin. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So transformation, we saw it all last year. Core to transformation is the renewing of our what? Mind, right? Which means sometimes we have to be honest with, okay, how much has my mind been conformed to the pattern of the world, right? And, and when it comes to the, the biblical view of time, it can be surprising. It can be surprising, right? How do you use your time? What is your view of time? Some of you have grown up in the church in Ephesians 5, which we'll look at in a little bit. You've heard, redeem the time, right? But what is time? What is the biblical view of time? In, in your notes there, there's, there's two Greek words, chronos versus kairos, right? And so let's look a little bit at that. Let's look at Galatians 4. So you can go to the right in your Bibles just a little bit. Galatians 4. We saw this verse. We looked at this verse leading up to Christmas. Right? Galatians 4. Verse 4. But when the time had fully come... God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Now, that word time in that verse is chronos. I want to say chronos. Chronos. That is where we get chronological, chronicle, right? Chronology. That is uh, the view of time, okay? That is sequential. That is a timeline. Hours, days, minutes. Seconds, okay? That's chronos. That's typically how we tend to view time. That's typically how we tend to live. Right? If I were to say to you, uh, you know, from 9, I would say, when's church service, right? And you go, well, it's 9 to 10.30. Okay, that was chronos. And if you're not careful, you can come to church with a chronos mindset and miss. The opportunities. You miss the opportunities, right? And 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 and, and it's it's not a bad word. It's just it's just chronos, right? Look at uh, you don't have to turn it. I'll, I'll just read it. Psalm thirty nine four. Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. Psalm ninety verse twelve. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Okay, so in the Bible there is chronos, a quantitative view. Of time, right? And there's importance to that, right? That, that we should take full advantage of our short time on earth versus eternity, right? So, so quantifying time is not a bad thing. I don't, want to, I don't want you to think it's bad versus good. It's just, it is just chronos. It is time, okay? So we saw in Galatians 4, 4, in the timeline of earth's history, when, when the time had fully come, meaning in the timeline of earth's history, God said, Jesus, it's time. 
everything in, on the earth was set into motion, all the prophecies. It was just time in the timeline. That's chronos. All right. I want to say chronos. Chronos. Right. There's another one. If you look in your notes there, there's another view that many of us. If you understand it, it will radically change. You know, what can radically change every Sunday at church. It's Kairos. Everyone say Kairos. Okay, now the emphasis is on the, the second syllable, so you've got to say it with some gusto, right? Everyone say Kairos. Kairos, right? Okay, so there's Kronos and Kairos, right? Kairos, right, has to do with seeing time qualitatively as opportunity, as windows of opportunity. It's qualitative, okay? It's, it's, it's seeing when, when the time is ripe for something, right? It, it comes from... Uh, the Latin, I put in your notes where it says ob portu and opportunity. That ob portu, what that means, it's Latin. What, what it, the word picture is back in the day before they had modern harbors, the ships had to stand off the coast and they had to wait for the flood tide to come in. So they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. The tide changes and they ride the tide in to the harbor. That's ob portu. They were waiting for the right time and they took full advantage of the tide. That's where we get the word opportunity. So kairos is, hey, make the most of every opportunity, every window that God brings. So let me ask you, when you come to church, do you come with chronos? What time is this over? Is it going to go late today? Right? Or is it kairos? Oh, Lord, this morning I get the opportunity to worship. I get the opportunity to fellowship with the brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh, Lord, this morning I get the opportunity to hear from you through your word. I get to serve. Lord, let me maximize Kairos. You see the difference? You see the difference it can make? Even in something as routine as church. What about work? What about work? Is work Kronos, 9 to 5? Or is work Kairos? Ah. Oh, Lord, how long do I have to put up with this co-worker? It's driving me crazy. Kronos. Counting the hours till it's time to call it a day. Or Kairos. Oh, look who you brought me, Lord. Oh, maybe this is a divine appointment. Maybe I'm supposed to view this as a window of opportunity and not a thorn. See how powerful that can be? See how powerful the biblical view of time bringing them both to bear. It's, it's not an either or, it's a both and. We live in chronos, but we bring the biblical understanding of kairos to it, and suddenly what? We're energized. Suddenly there's life. You know, there have been people who have come to this church. Why? Because some of you had a conversation in bonds. And that conversation in Vons, right, Betty? Wink, wink. That conversation in Vons led to an invitation to, why don't you come check out our church? See, what that was, was you had a conversation, you stopped long enough to get past your shopping agenda, and you saw someone, and you said, hi, how are you? Haven't seen you in a bunch of years. What are you up to? You going to church anywhere? Oh, you got to come, right? Pastor is kind of loco, but come anyway, right? And you took advantage of a divine appointment at Vons. It was Kairos. See, what happens is if we're Kronos-oriented, 
Hi. Too busy. Too busy. Oh, yeah, hi. And, and we're so agenda time driven that God is bringing all these people, all these opportunities constantly. And we're just like, and then we're like, Lord, why don't you use me? He's like, what? What do you mean? I want to go to the mission field. I got to do something big for God. Why don't you just say hi to your neighbor in Vaughn's? You get what I'm saying? See, when we open our eyes to Kairos, everything changes. Everything changes. I even look at this. I've had the privilege to, to bring, you know, I have five kids and taking to most of them I dropped off, snored off. So it's a 10 minute drive. Often I get to pick them up. Okay, that's either just something I have to do or 10 minutes of Kairos. Catch up. You know? And, and how are you going to view that? How are you going to view it? And how you view it, chrono for Kairos makes all the difference. Makes all the difference. You want to you know something? I just, I just thought of this yesterday. I was thinking about the difference. We are here today. I know there's a lot of factors, but we are here today because someone took advantage of Kairos in my life. And that's why you're here and I'm here. It's amazing. I thought about it like, oh my God. See, we just celebrated 26th year anniversary on the 29th, right? And I was thinking of that. I'm like, how did this even, you know, and we go through and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Because before we got married, we were at a church in San Diego and we went for premarital counseling, right? If you're getting married, you have to go to premarital counseling. So we went to premarital counseling we went to our session, and we weren't plugged in anywhere. We weren't in any ministry, and we were just happened to be leaving our premarital counseling appointment, and we were in the lobby of the church office, and in walks Pastor Miles. If you know Pastor Miles McPherson, he's the pastor of the Rock Church in San Diego, real big church and all this kind of stuff. So Pastor Miles walks in, and I had you. I don't know who he was. I'm fairly new to the church, fairly new believer. But Pastor Miles walks in, and we're just on our way out after premarital counseling. He goes, hey, who are you? He didn't know us. And he introduced us. Are you involved in ministry? No. Why don't you check out the high school ministry? Just come. Okay. And we went the next Sunday. I was clueless. I didn't know what to do. I had no ministry background. We just went to check it out. And then 26 years later, here we are. Because Pastor Miles in the lobby of a church, said, Oh, Kairos, let me just throw out an invitation to this young couple, and maybe they want to get involved in ministry. I was in, in college, or law school. I was in law school on my way to be an attorney, and suddenly I made a hard right. <laughs> and here I am today, and that one conversation. The point is, you never know. When you're Kairos, when you have a Kairos perspective, and you just had this little conversation, and you plant a seed. You don't know what God's going to do in that person's life. All you can do is just scatter the seed. You can just be the light. You can just be the salt. Just give invitations. What they do with it is on them. Amen? But you never know. And I was just like, holy cow. From a passing, brief, five-minute conversation to 26 years later, and, and all the way, honestly, to this morning. To this morning. Because... He took advantage of Kairos. He took advantage of Kairos. And so, this morning, I just want to encourage us, kind of a, a review from Christmas Eve. How are you looking at 2017? 
Okay, how are you looking at it? Chrono? Or are you now going to bring Kairos into it? Okay, and the good thing about it is, is when you understand the balance of the two, it's not, when you hear Ephesians 5, let's turn to Ephesians 5. That's the memory verse, so let's look at it together. Ephesians 5. Galatians, Ephesians. Ephesians 5.15 says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. In the New King James, King James Version, it says redeeming the time. That's why I put that on your uh, memory card just so you saw the word time. Making the most of every opportunity. That's kairos. Because the days are evil. So we are to redeem the time. Now let me tell you what that doesn't mean because it it, it can be so misconstrued in the church. It doesn't mean fill up your schedule with more stuff. See, sometimes it gets taught that way. Well, you've got to redeem the time. And by coincidence, I have a list of ministries that will help you do that. Right? Sometimes it's a sales pitch. Redeem the time. What would you like to sign up for? No, 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 no. To redeem the time, kairos means be aware. Buy up. That word redeem is to buy up out of the marketplace, to get the best bargains. How many of you are bargain hunters? Right? You, you look, you, you're diligent. You want the best deal. So you're like a hawk and you're proactive and you're into it, right? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't. See, what, what the word is? You're engaged. You're engaged. So to redeem the time is simply be engaged. Be engaged and look for opportunities. And when it comes, just walk by faith in the Spirit. Why is this kairos tough? It's inconvenient. It's inconvenient. Because if we're chronos oriented, we're so task, timeline driven, that kairos might mean you stop and you talk. Okay, how are you? How you been, Diana? How's your day? Right? Huh? But see, if you're Kronos, it's like, gotta go. Love to talk to you. Because we don't really know what's going on in people's lives. And if you have a Kairos mindset and you actually genuinely buy up this opportunity, you might find that you make a huge impact because you're the only person that ever listened to them in a very long time and genuinely cared. So what's going on? You really want to know? Right? And so Kairos is redeeming. Buy up the opportunities you have at home. Now driving places can be radically different. Right? Standing in line waiting. DMV. Right? All those places in line. See, if you're going, mm, that's because you're chronos. If you're like this, you're like, Lord, is there somebody here in this moment? I, I, I'm not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Is this kairos? Right? you got to take advantage of it. And it, sometimes it's personality and it comes easier. You know, my wife, we went shopping with Vinny at Thousand Oaks Mall. And my wife, just kind of a general, that personality who can talk to anyone. Right? But she looks for opportunities. So Vinny and I are shopping and she goes, I'm going to stand in line. 
we go catch up with her, and she's chatting with these two ladies like they've known each other for 50 years. I'm like, okay, how do you do that? I mean, right? But she looks for those opportunities. She's just open to opportunity. That's Kairos. That's Kairos. And you know what? That's what the world needs right now. Kairos, making the most of opportunity. We talked about on Christmas Eve, love, self-sacrificial love. That can just be five minutes of listening. Five minutes of genuine caring. It's that it's kind of that simple. So so Kronos, Kairos. And then and then so that, that there's an element of, of our view of time as we launch into twenty seventeen. Okay, so I encourage you seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. And then we have to ask yourself, okay, Lord, but why? What's the ultimate goal? Is it if it's not just me centered, what's the ultimate goal? So turn to Titus two. All right, turn to Titus. I'm going to go right. After the Thessalonians and Timothys. Titus 2. So let's look at the ultimate goal. What is our, what is our desire if we're going to live Kronos and Kairos? If we're going to be transformed, really. Titus 2. Verses 9 and 10. Okay. Titus 2, verses 9 and 10. Look at this. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters and everything. To try to please them. Not to talk back to them. And not to steal from them. But to show that they can be fully trusted. So that in every way they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive. Attractive. In the New King James Version... It says that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. So, so understand what's happening here. Look at those verses again. It says, teach slaves. Now, if you know anything about this culture, slaves lived a horrible, horrific life. Slaves were just property. Could be done anything. Right? You've seen, you've seen whatever depictions of slavery. It was horrific. Horrific. And yet... In the, in the midst of that horrific life situation, Paul says, be transformed. Be transformed. So I, I was convicted because sometimes when God calls me be transformed, I'm like, oh, really? That's uncomfortable. Oh, gosh, really? You want that here in Ojai in 2617 in my comfortable life? Oh, I can't. Oh, that's so hard. Look what he's asking these slaves, these believing slaves. To do. Look what he says. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything. To try to please them. Not to talk back to them. And not to steal from them. But to show that they can be fully trusted. Woo! You talk about renewing of the mind. You talk about these slaves having to have a complete overhaul of their view as slaves. You get what I'm saying? These are slaves who became Christians. And now as Christians, Paul is saying, be transformed where you are. In this horrific life that you are being subjected to, here's the clue. You can adorn the gospel. Where you are. It's crazy. Look what it says. You don't have to turn to 1 Peter 2.18. Slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect. 
Look at this. Not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. I mean, I got to tell you, these, these verses and what's happening, if you catch it, he's telling believing slaves in the horrific conditions that they are subject to 24-7 to be transformed. Even to the masters that abuse you and, and are harsh and brutal. Submit with all respect. He's saying, hey, slaves, Kairos, you have an opportunity where you are through your transformation to do something. And that something is to what? Or adorn the doctrine of God. You know what that encourages me? Wherever I am in my life, wherever you are, you can adorn the doctrine of God. Sometimes we're like, oh Lord, if you would just take this away, and if you would just do this, and if this person wasn't in my life, and if sometimes we're like, Lord, change my circumstances, and then I want to be transformed. Where the Bible is like, no, be transformed in the middle of it. Be transformed. Right now, if you're going through something, if you're in a trial, if, even in 2017, if you hit a valley, here's the encouragement from these verses. Be transformed right where you are. Because in that, how you carry yourself, how you live, you will adorn the gospel. And that word adorn, look at it, it's a powerful word. It's in your notes there. That word adorn is cosmeo, where we get the word cosmetic. To garnish, to put in order, to ornament. Believers are to live in such a way that the truth about God is beautifully decorated. It's a present tense verb. It's to be our habitual practice. Our habitual practice. Right? So question, as we move into 2017, is that your desire to adorn the gospel? That your life, that your life would be an ornament See, here's the great word picture. Here's the great word picture. Right here. Your life and my life as believers. Not our words. Our life is to ornament the gospel. It's to be an ornament. Now, what do ornaments do on this tree? Ornaments make it attractive, right? Ornaments want to draw people to see it, right? Think about an ornament and the purpose it serves on a tree. And then ask yourself, Lord, is my life an ornament for the gospel? Does my life adorn the gospel? Is my life attractive to others? Does my life draw people to want to know Jesus? That's what he's saying here. It's not just a self-improvement resolution. No, if you want to radically change your view of 2017 and your transformation, make it a purpose. Drive the stake in the ground and say, Lord, I want my life to be an ornament that is attractive and that draws people to Jesus this year. Amen? And that gets real practical real quick. 
how you handle your stewardship issues, your language, your habits, your lifestyle, your relationship. All of that. It's your life. It's not just coming to church. That's just part of it. I'm not talking about you don't do that. But how you live when you're not here. Let me put it that way. How you live when you're not here is to be an ornament. Is to draw people to the gospel. That's what it means to adorn the doctrine. So if we can, as a church, not just live in Kronos, but as a church, live in Kairos. If we as a church, now let's go back to the church a little bit. If we as a church want to adorn the doctrine, amen? See, then all of a sudden we understand moving east. You get what I'm saying? See, when we go to the well, it is about greater kairos. It's just greater opportunities. It just presents greater opportunities for us to adorn the gospel. Amen? See, it's not about us. So it's so great because in my understanding of this biblical view of time and this view of adorning and being an ornament, it's not just my life and your life, it's the church. The church. We're not moving to 1290 East Grand to be the biggest, baddest church in the valley. Just kind of put that away. We're not moving there so we can say, hey, you know, and like there's some pecking order. No. We are fundamentally blessed to be moving to a greater facility for Kairos and to adorn the gospel. Amen? That's what we're doing. Now, Here's where you come into play with this move and this vision for 2017. As the church, as OVCF, has greater kairos opportunities, so will you. So will you. The Bible says that the body of Christ grows as every part does its work. Right? So, whether you've been here for six years, seven years, or whether you're brand new, as we move, we are seeking the Lord for the necessary changes. And then change is not bad. Change is not a negative. Change is transformation. And as a leadership, we have gone through some tough transformation internally. As we've wrestled with, Lord, where are we? We went from a living room. There was a, a, a kairos in the living room. Okay. Then we went Saturday night. That was a kairos. It was a window. Then we went to Sunday mornings. And that was just a what? Kairos, it was a season. It was a window. And we've taken every opportunity within this window. Now, it has not been easy, those transitions, as much as we celebrated. When we went from Saturdays to Sundays, not everyone was happy. Initially. And I'm going to be careful not to look at anyone right now. But that's okay because it's changed. And we understood that. We understood that. We're just trying to be, we're just trying to listen to the Lord. Because it's His church. So I just want you to understand, this is not something new, like, oh, we're, we had a kairos, a window of opportunity at Cindy's house, then Saturday nights, then Sunday mornings, and then, Lord willing, by Easter, it's just a whole new window of kairos. Amen? Which means all of us have greater opportunity to seek the Lord for change. In a wonderful way. In a wonderful way. Now, even in the last few weeks, you know, as a leadership team, you know, we're like, ah, I could have done that better. Ah, I could have done that better. Oopsie. So it's not 
like you're going to get it perfect or we're going to get it perfect. But the key is we're in process. Amen? We're in process together, guys. Just like I am in my own life and you are in your own life. How many have ever done the two steps forward and one step back? Okay, two steps forward and two steps back. It's process. You do it individually in your life. We do it collectively as a church. The key, the key in the whole thing, guys, is this. Humility. Humility and grace and teachability. None of us have this wise. None of us have this wise. And so we're doing our best as shepherds to, to hear God. Okay, I'm giving you this kairos. Here's what you need to do differently. And embrace it. Even today, the order of service is different. Intentionally. It's all part of the transformation that's happening. So I share this because we're all in this together, collectively as a church and where we're going. But all the way back to today, for you. What does 2017 hold for you? What does it hold for you? And maybe today you're here because the Lord wants to bring Kairos. He just wants to bring balance. Just bring balance. And that might be, here's a real practical way to bring Kairos into your life. In the morning, most of us have our to-do list, right? Our agenda. We go right there pretty quickly. That's habit. Now what you do is you bring your to-do list, and then you bring in Kairos, and then you say this, but Lord, thy will be done. (laughs) And you surrender your to-do list to the Lord. You see? It's it's an issue of surrender and submission. So that's how you can bring Kairos in. It's surrendering your agenda to Him. Okay? And then you make the choice. Lord, today, I want my life to be an ornament. I want my life to adorn the Gospel. Those two principles, Kairos and Cosme, can radically change. 2017. Because it takes your eyes off of you. And now you're looking for opportunities. And now you're adorning the gospel. You don't need, it's not even about you. Crazy, huh? But the world says New Year's resolutions are all about being a better you. You see, see how it comes out of those fizzle? So, Kairos, Cosmea, adorn. And before you leave, I kind of did this intentionally after Christmas. I have a gift for all of you. It's an ornament with Titus 2, 9, and 10 on there. And so as you leave, there will be a basket here and a basket there. And I encourage each of you to take one and to put it somewhere where you'll see it. Not tuck it away with the other decorations. That's why I waited. Even though our stuff is still up. Don't tuck this away. This is not a once a year put on your tree thing. Because we are to be ornaments. 365. I give this to you today on January 1st. So that when you wake up, you go, Lord, I just want to be an ornament. Lord, I just want to be part of your church and and make your church attractive. By how I treat people, my demeanor, my attitude, my words. I just want to be an ornament. And how are you going to be an ornament? By Kairos, looking for opportunities. Let's just do that. Amen? Let's do that as a church. Let's do that individually. And we'll see what happens. 
And, and here's the thing. It's just moment by moment. Go ahead, Shai, bring that down. It's just moment by moment. And we're going to go into communion, but I just want to, want to give you a... Oh, he's asking me to do a lot. No, 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 no. It's this. It's as simple as these figures. Okay? Go ahead. It's just that. Every day, we got 24 hours. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. With Kairos, it's all valuable. With Kairos, it all becomes valuable. We're not killing time. We're not wasting time. We're looking for time. Kairos. can happen in the fellowship hall. Isn't that crazy? See, if you come on Sunday mornings with Kairos, you're like, Lord, who can I Kairos today? <laughs> you know what I mean? Meaning, who can I say hi to? Seriously, it's like weird, right? I, I'm going to teach this and you're all going to leave and go, that was a great sermon. And you miss Kairos right there. Why do we do the fellowship hall afterwards? Not just because we like donuts and coffee here. Part of it, right? It's Kairos. It's sharing life. It's windows of opportunity to get to know one another outside of a structured service. It's still church. It's just Kairos. So, we have 24 hours, 1,440 minutes, 86,400 seconds. Put it this way. If I were to give you, give you $1,440, Mike, the start of every day, I said, send it or lose it. Huh? Send it or lose it, Danny. <laughs> you don't even know what to do with that, right? Really? Really? <laughs> That's gone. It's there. Right? If, if, if you were given cash and said, spend it or lose it, it would change everything. It would change everything. Kairos can change everything in a beautiful way. And then it just ends up adorning. It just ends up adorning. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, that to redeem the time isn't just to fill our schedules and be crazy busy and run around like chickens with our head cut off and crazy angry and stressed out. No, 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 no. To redeem the time is simply to be attentive to the Holy Spirit. To be listening and looking with your eyes for opportunities that you bring. As simple as a conversation in Vaughn. As simple as a conversation in the fellowship hall. Maybe a card sent to somebody. Maybe a phone call. Oh, Lord. My prayer for us as a church and individually is that our lives would be ornaments. Would, or, would adorn the Gospel. Would adorn Jesus that would be attractive, that would draw people, not to OVCF, but would draw people to Jesus. So thank you for your word this morning on this first day of 2017 that can radically change our perspective to be one in line with Scripture. We live chronos, but now, Lord, at the heart level, at the spiritual level, we look for kairos. With the ultimate goal, the ornaments of Jesus. 
And as we prepare for communion, and ushers, you can prepare for communion. Jesus, we're reminded that You were sent at the fullness of time, chronos. But Jesus, as we read the Gospels, You demonstrated kairos. You're walking along a path. People cry out to You for healing. Little children come, sit on Your lap. Jesus, You role model Kairos. If there was anyone who could have been Kronos driven with a full plate, it was You, Jesus. And yet, You stopped, literally stopped over and over in the Gospels for Kairos moments. And so, this morning, we take communion and we just choose to take full advantage of this opportunity right now. To remember You, Jesus. What You did on the cross. But even this morning, to remember and think about all the examples of Kairos that we read in the Gospel. You were never too busy. You were never too busy. And it's those wonderful moments of Kairos where people were healed and saved. And in the end, it all adorned the Gospel.